everyone. I'm Kathy Zip, Associate Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Contractors Corner, our new podcast series in which we talk with solar contractors and installers just like you. This podcast series is a companion to the Contractors Corner column in the back of our print magazine and on our website, so make sure you look for our featured solar contractors in our August-September issue, which will have bonus distribution at Solar Power International in Orlando this September. In this episode, we are speaking with Scott Wieter, who is president of Standard Solar, based in Rockville, Maryland. Scott, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you start off by telling us a little about the origins of Standard Solar, such as when it was founded, how many people were involved in the company at its beginnings, and about its philosophy? Standard Solar was incorporated in 2004, and it really started significant operations in 2005, 2006, and it was a three-person operation focused for the high-wealth individuals with uh, environmental impact concerns in, in the greater Washington, D.C. metro region. All right, and can you tell me a little bit about uh, the philosophy of Standard Solar? Standard Solar's philosophy in the early days was, as I mentioned, focused around the residential business, and the philosophy really was if we can sell to to residential customers that at the time back before 2008 all the tax incentives came in, if we could sell to those folks without those incentives, when the incentives finally did catch up to the industry, then we would have a base business that then we could grow upon and have a, a real business plan that, that would follow it. Okay, and for those listeners who aren't familiar with Maryland, what's your service range and how many solar customers do you estimate are in that range? On our residential business, we're focused on the Maryland, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Delaware, and um, Pennsylvania markets. Uh, and within that area, I would argue that uh, solar customers are anybody who has a southern exposure roof. Now, on our commercial side, uh, we're nationwide, and we've done projects as far away as New Mexico and, and um, Mexico. So. Um, on a residential business, we are regional, but we are national on a commercial basis. And of that total, how many of those customers are yours? We've installed over a thousand residential systems, and probably in the 150 uh, neighborhood on the commercial side. All right. And what is your company's percentage breakdown in terms of the markets you serve, which you said are residential and commercial, I believe, and what kinds of systems do you install, such as PV or hot water? Sure. So we started out as a, resi as a residential company. And over time, just because the size of the commercial projects continue to grow, uh, we've seen a shift from primarily residential to commercial. Uh, today, we're probably 80% commercial, 20% residential, and today we're 100% PV and don't do any uh, thermal or solar hot water systems. We used to do that in our early days on the residential side, but then we shifted to a pure PV model uh, as we grew. All right. And can you tell me how many employees you have and how many you've added in the past three years? Standard Solar currently has 100 employees, and within the past three years, we grew from 30 to that 100 over the past three years, so we've added 70 over the last three years. 
can you tell me a little bit about what the regulatory situation in Maryland is like? Does the state government support the solar industry adequately, and in what ways? I think Maryland is a decent state uh, in terms of the support we get from from our elected officials. Uh, the governor's a big proponent of solar and has been an advocate for us in the industry. Um, Recently, we were successful in accelerating the RPS to make the SREC market um, a little bit deeper. So that's been good for the state. Uh, but like any state that has SRECs, the uncertainty that comes with the SRECs still gives the big bank investors um, a little bit of heartache about going long in, in the state of Maryland. But overall, I, I'd say it's one of the better states in the region, certainly in terms of stabilizing the SREC market. Scott, what is the thing that you enjoy most about being in the solar industry? Well, I personally uh, like the fact of having a, a higher calling, if you will, with the side effects of installing solar. So certainly we're in the business to make money and create shareholder value for our investors. But the side product of that is that we're doing something which I truly feel is good for the environment and good for the world. And so for me personally, this is one of the few jobs I've had in my civilian career uh, that has a higher calling, um, that has that feel-good aspect to it. It's not all about just the dollar. We are doing something that has good benefits for the economy. To me, that's what's most rewarding about working in this tough industry. Right, and it is tough. So can you share what you enjoy least about being in the solar industry? Uh, I would grade this industry as a C industry. It's still growing, and uh, it needs to go through that growth cycle to really be a mainstream um, uh, industry to be reckoned with. So I think we still have some painful growth spurts in front of us, and uh, I do think that's going to be painful, and that's what I enjoy least about it. And of that, it is the uncertainty of changing incentives and the dependency of incentives uh, makes it a real tough industry. All right, here's a fun question for you. Scott, you are king of the solar industry for the day. What is one thing that you would change? I'd love to be king for the day and, <laughs> and make the change. Uh, you know, I would, I would it, it is the incentives. If I could do anything, I would really like to level the playing field uh, and take away all of the incentives for solar and for the other forms of electricity that we have out there and truly allow solar to compete on a level playing field with all the other uh, forms of energy that are out there and see who has the true grid parity. And I would argue that there's a place, since solar is so good at distributed generation and offloading some of the peak requirements, that I think we could be a grid parity and we could compete uh, on a mainstream level if we would just get that fair playing field across the board. So if I was king, that's what I would do. Sounds good to me. Uh, now you get to share a little bit of your expertise here. What's the most important piece of technical technical advice that you would offer your peers? Well, at Standard Solar, we've learned the hard way, unfortunately, on um, for such a simple technology as solar. You know, you have a solar panel, you have an inverter, and you have um, a racking system, and that really makes up a solar system, and it seems so simple, no moving parts, and once it's in, it's in, that we would have very few problems. And 
for the most part, we do have very few problems. However, as the industry, particularly the manufacturing, panel manufacturers, and I would say across the board the, the component suppliers have gone through their own growth um, pains as they learn new technologies in the manufacturing of these solar cells. And we've seen, you know, you've heard the snail trail or tiger stripe issue. We've seen that on some of our installs. We've had some um, dead panels. Fortunately, I think we've been one of the luckier companies out there and haven't experienced um, a situation where it was uh, total failure on, on one of our systems. But I think as with the rest of the industry, we certainly have to be pretty particular on what kind of technology we use and who we choose to partner with. And it's got to be somebody that we partner with for the long term and that we have confidence, even if we're not going to own the system long term, that that system will be producing long term um, uh, throughout its life cycle. What about the most important business lesson you've learned since you've been in the industry? The, the biggest business lesson that I think uh, we've learned is you have to take risks, certainly, in any type of business. And just the inherent nature of solar, I think you end up taking more risks than you would in other industries. But I think you have to be very cautious on what risks you take. And if you're choosing to build um, a solar system at risk where you may not have an off-taker or you may not have the financing to, to put the system into, into service, that's a huge risk. And I think you have to have a big, big enough balance sheet to overcome that risk should it not come to fruition or if it took longer to get to that stage than anticipated. I think you're just putting the company at tremendous risk. And so uh, the biggest business lesson I would have, if you're going to take those risks, make sure you can weather whatever the worst-case outcome of that risk will be, or it'll be a very short-lived um, uh, life cycle of yeah. your company. Absolutely. Scott, where do you see the solar industry in five years? I think my glass is always half full, mm -hmm. so I think in the next five years we're going to go through that uh, maturing of the industry, and we will get to a point where we can compete at a grid parity level, and especially where we're located up on the PJM grid and in the northeast. I think uh, I do think you know 2014, 2015, as the incentives start to diminish, I think we'll be at a point with uh, electricity prices rising enough and the overall cost of solar decreasing enough to where we do cross that grid parity threshold. And I think it becomes mainstream. And I think uh, it'll make sense if you have a good application for solar, it's a no-brainer to go do solar. So I think it explodes uh, in the next four to six years. All right. If people want to find out more about Standard Solar, where would they go? The best place to find out about Standard Solar would be on our website, which is www.standardsolar.com. Or they can certainly call us at any time. And we have a toll-free number at 1-888-GRID-TIE. All right. Well, this has been another edition of Contractor's Corner, a new so Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors speak with solar contractors and installers just like you. This podcast series is a companion to the Contractor's Corner column in the back of our print magazine and on our website. So make sure you look for our featured solar contractors in our August-September issue. 
which will have bonus distribution at Solar Power International in Orlando this September. We've been speaking with Scott Wieder, President of Standard Solar in Rockville, Maryland. Scott, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks so much, Chelsea. I'm Kathy Zipp, Associate Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time.